Hey family, welcome back to another episode of the Velika B Project um, to my radio audience podcast, Facebook, um, Instagram, and also YouTube. I am so excited about my guest on that's that's here today with me. And she will share um things about her music and mainly about her family and ministry. So I'm excited to announce that we have, let me show y'all her graphic for the ones that can see. We have Miss Wendy Henderson Wyatt. Let me just get it all, all the way together. Pastor Wendy Henderson Wyatt. I'm, I'm just so excited to have her here and I'm not going to prolong the time. I'm going to go ahead and bring Miss Wendy on right now. Hey, Miss Wendy, how are hello. you? Hello. Hello, Valika. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I have been admiring you from afar for some years now. And wow. I just love everything about you. For <laughs> ones who are just tuning in, um, this is my guest. My name is Valika B with the Valika B Project. And this is my special guest, uh, Ms. Wendy Henderson Wyatt. And before I get started, too, I forgot to announce that um, this show is sponsored by Chosen Cosmetics by Valika B, my particular brand. So if you guys would like to visit the website, go to Chosen. Um, cosmetics by Valika B or visit ValikaB.org. I'm so excited. Um, Miss Wendy is a national recording artist. Um, she's just a plain, I, I don't even look at you as a recording artist. I look at you, you as a worshiper, like all the way. Your, your sound is so angelic. Wow. And you also have a project out right now that's called Oh Jesus. Let's touch on that really quick, but we want to get deep, more deeper into your, your ministry. But let's mm -hmm. talk about your project. What made you come out and how did you start um, your, your singing career? Okay, well, uh, singing, um, I started very young. Um, I remember singing my first solo. I don't know when I started singing, you know, mm -hmm. I can't tell you. Uh, how old I was at that point, but I remember doing my first solo at church at five years old. Okay, and uh, very musical home. My my dad was a minister of music. He played keys. Um, he was the man on the organ. Uh, quite, um, yeah, you know, a lot of young musicians looked up to him in the city. <laughs> um, but he played um, keys. My sister played key, played piano. My older sister played piano. I was the youngest. Um, my brother played drums. My mother sang in the choir, you know, kind of thing. So everybody, there was music everywhere. And um, and they just cultivated that, pushed me out. And, um, and just, I started playing piano at um, eight, started taking lessons. And, you know, by the time I was a teenager, I was, and I started writing very early, but by the time I was a teenager, I was, writing music and um, teaching music to the choir, you know, helping my dad teach choirs and I do it at school and branched out into the city and um, just music just became so much, uh, just everything in my life for, for quite a while, um, but starting out very, you know, young. Awesome. Awesome. Um, guys, if you're just tuning in, we have Miss Wendy, um, Henderson Wyatt, um, Pastor Wendy Henderson Wyatt. Okay. And um, again, my name is Belika with the Belika B Project. I am so so excited to have you here. Um, and it's just like your sound and your your 
voice and everything about you is so, like I said, angelic, anointed. Um, and, I, and I guess that probably from your upbringing, but it shows that your relationship, your relationship with God is just so real and is, is very authentic. Like, can you tell me a little more about your, really, I guess, too, I'm asking more about your calling on your life. Because it, it, it just, when you, your presence is just all over you right now. And just <laughs> since I've been knowing you. Um, you know, I was, I, I often thank God for my parents who, you know, who raised us in, they raised us in church, but um, they raised us and by example, <clears throat> excuse me, taught us to love God and to serve him, you know. Um, they taught us, they, they taught us the value of that growing up. And I just, I had wonderful youth leaders and, um, you know, just wonderful people who influenced me growing up in, in her church and, you know, little things, I, I look back at little things like, um, there was a song that I used to sing as a teenager that my pastor would ask for all the time and people would request all the time. Um, and it was called Make Me an Instrument. Yeah, nice, nice. And um, and as I grew, I feel like weeping. <laughs> as, I, as I got older and started kind of moving into ministry, mm -hmm. um, just across the board, um, I began to see my life kind of playing out um, what I was requesting of God in that song in the lyrics of that song that I didn't even quite fully understand as a girl. Um, but, you know, make me an instrument of your love today, you know, is one of the lines. Um, May I remember your dear children every time I pray, you know, things like that. But um, it was just, just precious. And, you know, my mother would say things to me like, you know, when I would sing, I'll be glad when you sing with an understanding. I'll be glad when you, you know, you know, and I, I, you know, I would get a little offended, like what, you know, what's wrong with what I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> what I'm doing. But she was seeing the power of um, music ministry with an anointing on it. Yes. And, um, and she had, a, you know, had a glimpse of that. And it took me, it didn't take me very long, um, but, I think by the time I was about 18, I started settling into the notion that this is ministry. Mm -hmm. um, this people, people can be impacted by the presence of God um, if I'll be submitted to him, you know, um, and be for real, you know, about what I'm doing, what I'm singing. So, <clears throat> so I learned, you know, those principles early. And as a young woman, like 20, 21, traveling in ministry, I would you know, stay in rooms. I would lock in a room if I was traveling. I would stay in a room, you know, all day, you know, the day before going to minister and pray and, you know, and study and, you know, try to hear from God as to, uh, as to what I should sing and those kinds of things. And really just kind of began to um, set a, a pattern um, for myself, a, a mode of operation um, very, very early on. And in a few years to come, in my mid-20s, I had an encounter with God. I've already gone a long time with this, but I had an encounter with God after a, um, just a powerful service. We were living in um, Oklahoma mm -hmm. at the time, and um, it was just a crazy service. And 
it was one of those services you probably have um, been in um, where it was so ridiculous. Just the presence of God was so heavy that by the time we got to the end of service, our pastor said, you know, God bless you. If you have to leave, go ahead and tip one out, you know, and just don't disturb those who came, <laughs> you know, who yeah. wanted to ask. And I was one of the ones who wanted to bask, who needed to. I was on the floor in between some pews someplace. And I guess about an hour later, I came up out of the fog <laughs> of it. And um, Valika, my life, that was in 1995. My life has never been the same. Wow. I had an encounter with God um, from which I have never been able to recover. Listen, you still Hallelujah. The, and, you're telling uh, the story. It's, it's just sending chills on my body now. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so that has been a part that has become a part of my life and mission to help people. Everything that I do, my music, um, the ministry of the word, it all seems to um, flow into one mission, which is to help people uh, enter into an encounter with God. Um, from which they can never recover. Listen, and, and I know exactly where she was talking about. Even when you, in that, in that moment when you were there, it was just so, and I know because I, maybe not as you experienced it, but I have experienced something mm -hmm. close to it. Yeah. Even when you get home, it's like you are just so high. You feel high off that. Like I, I have found myself at rest. I had to rest after all of that. Right. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, I'm gone. I'm out. <laughs> right. I, you know, it was, it was after that. And the reason I say I wasn't able to recover is because I never, I was never able to enter into times of prayer without wanting to get all the way into this intimate place with God that I had come to um, experience. Um, so it was never, you know, never enough. It, you know, every day I was excited. Every time I got a chance, I was looking forward to getting in the presence of God and <clears throat> just, excuse me, studying the way he moves and um, um, just learning his love, his heart, um, his mind toward me. And, um, and as he began to trust me, um, he would reveal his mind, um, his heart um, concerning his people. And, um, you know, would give me assignments to, you know, to share with them. So um, it just kind of marked my life. And, you know, years later, I um, I know we're kind of jumping around, but um, years later, I recorded my second album, um, Come Stand in the Rain, in um, 2007. And on that album was a song that I wrote that speaks to that moment in 95, really, Mm -hmm. And going forward, <clears throat> that's it, it, the title of it is One Moment. One moment. Wow. And um, the chorus says, my life has changed forever. Oh, Lord, in one moment with you, I'll never be the same again. Um, and uh, and that's um, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. You know, I yeah. just I just want people everywhere and. I think, you know, it's in my bio. It stays even when my bio changes over the years. I think that stays in there all the time. That is my heart's desire that people everywhere come to know Jesus in such a way and have such an experience, such an encounter with him um, that their lives are marked forever. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For those that tuning in, again, um, this is my special guest. First of all, my name is Belika. I am um, Belika B with the Belika B Project, and we have the honor of having um, recording artist and pastor, Miss Wendy Hi. I'm sorry, Miss Wendy Henderson Wyatt here mm-hmm. with us today. Um, guys, if you haven't um, looked her up, please, please, please do. She has an, um, some amazing projects out here, so definitely go to any. Um, your streaming platforms to download or purchase her her music. Um, but what I wanted to also ask you, um, Wendy, I some some things that we take for granted, and I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, having a large page, and I go live a lot of times. But I also have people emailing me and also sending me messages in my inbox. Mm-hmm. And like one time, I was on my Facebook live and was allowing people to sing, and I was talking about the the presence of the Holy Spirit and. Mm-hmm my relationship with with my father and this lady and this is something that we take for granted so the lady she she sent me a message and she said hey Belika um how do you have a relationship with God and how do you be in the presence I I want to get there I I don't know how uh can you help me and this is things like Sometimes you even have like churches like, what, what does she mean? But you have to be very sensitive to things like that. Yeah. So with, with someone coming to you and saying the same thing, how would you help them get to where they need to be? Um, you know, just the knowledge. Get, first of all, giving them the, the understanding that Jesus is as close as the the words coming out of your mouth, yes, yes. sitting still long enough and just saying, Jesus, I need you. Yes. I want to know you. He's right there. Yes. He is that close. He's not, it's not a distant place. It's not someplace, um, or I should say, it's not someplace that's inaccessible um, right. or inaccessible um, to, you know, to, uh, what some would call the, you know, to the average person. It's not just for whatever people de- deem as great or elite. Um, Jesus died for the whole world. Yes. Um, and the Father desires to have relationship with everyone. It's His desire that you know everyone would come to know Him. Um, and so, <clears throat> so it's not, um, it's not a difficult thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a distant thing. Just a, a matter of you know, opening your mouth and telling them you need him. Um, And just beginning, it can begin as simple as going down a list of thank yous. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That's certainly hallelujah. It's a gateway. That's a gateway. Just the list of thank yous. You know, I don't know a lot, but I thank you for breath in my body. I thank you that I can move and that I have, you know, my limbs are working, that I didn't have to be dressed or fed or, you know, thank you. Just simple gratitude is a gateway, you know, into the presence of the Lord. And just going from there and just beginning to talk to him. I want to know you. I want to know you better. Teach me, you know, teach me who you are. Teach me how to love you and how to serve you. And, um, and he will just open it and you can open his word. um, And there's places you can go. Um, in his word that just kind of open up who he is and who he desires to be um, for us. Psalms, you know, Psalms are a good place to go. Yes. Um, the psalmist helps us, 
you know, when we don't know what to say or how to praise God, that's a good place to go. Yes. You know, Psalm 23, Psalm, you know, just the reveals how present he is, how near he is. Um, you know, Psalm 96, just Psalm 100, all these places that give us ways and, and means to, to tell him thank you. And like I said, gives you a gateway into his presence. And little by little, he just begins to reveal more of himself. And I'm telling you, there is no way to avoid a life of worship <laughs> once you have seen God, once he has revealed himself. You know, once he has revealed himself to you, once he's helped you to understand who he is, you know, the Lord told me years ago that worship is the automatic response to revelation. It's the automatic response of a heart that's been touched by the presence of God. I'm so glad you said that. That That's that's good. Um, again, guys, if you're just tuning in, I have um, the Belika B Project. We have Miss Wendy Henderson Wyatt, Pastor Wendy Henderson Wyatt. I always had to add it on there. <laughs> um, and I'm glad you said that because sometimes I like when I was at church and I used to sing in the choir at my church as well before I came, you know, became into the marketing department. And I would, I'm gonna tell you what honestly what irritates me when I'm sitting in the choir stand and I can watch people coming in right as the pastor's preaching. Please help people understand the importance. You just said it of worship, the praise and worship moment, the, mm -hmm. the choir singing. Like people just, well, I'm going go in when I know Pastor preaching. That's about 1230. I can just walk through the door. Let them know what they're missing when they're mm -hmm. walking in that late. Well, you know, <clears throat> um, you know, most of us in who serve in that area um, know that praise and worship, that, that space that we uh, designate for what we call praise and worship in our services is is so multifaceted, so um, it serves so many purposes. Um, one, it prepares our hearts for what it is God wants to do. Um, and when we, uh, well, I don't wanna jump ahead. It prepares our hearts, it prepares the ground of our hearts for the voice of God to speak. And, you know, one of the things that I teach is that, um, is that we cannot limit God um, we should not limit him and and just strictly say that, um, strictly designate or um, deem that that place of that time of praise and worship is to prepare us for the word in the traditional sense. Mm -hmm. I, I like to say, I specifically say, as I did a moment ago, that it is to prepare our hearts for the voice of God to speak. Right. So that means wherever he wants to speak. That means is as we come out of worship, as we're coming out of worship, if there is a prophetic word, if, if the pastor wants to come then um, and release a word, I hear the Lord saying this, and that could be the word that you needed. Um, you know, the tragedy would be the, the house was prepared. The atmosphere was prepared for the, for the voice of the Lord to speak. And because you were waiting, um, you thought you knew, you thought you knew God well enough to know when he was going to speak and you can you can mess around and get there at 1230 for what is the traditional time of release and god will have already spoken at 1145 and um and and what and that end up you know being the word for the day mm -hmm. the word you know the word that you needed um and so um it is a precious time the other thing that happens in worship is that well you know 
all of the things that we do from the very beginning of services, you know, opening prayer, scripture, whatever, you know, the flow of your house, all of those things, praise and worship, everything that we do um, in the house of God and services um, is an effort, um, the strategy of God to bring us all to a place of oneness. That's the purpose of all of that. All of that, that's part of the purpose of all of the time of worship is really to get us in one place because God honors unity. Yes. You um, know? Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and, and his presence is, his glory is attracted to it. Sometimes you wonder what in the world just happened. It's like a bomb dropped in here. It's because all of a sudden everybody got it. Everybody in the room was invested in you know, the praise and were convicted by the declaration, how great is our God and all will see how yeah. great is our God. And there yeah. might, not, might not even be a whole lot of harmony going on, but everybody is convinced and convicted that the whole world is going to know and should know that our God is the great God. And all of a sudden the room, the sh it just shifts because yeah. everyone, the Bible says very clearly that in Psalm 133, it says, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And it goes down to that last script, the last passage in that, Scripture in that passage, the third verse says, uh, there the Lord commands the blessing. In other words, in that place of unity, that's where God commands the blessing. He's waiting for us to come to a place of oneness. Um, and that's where he speaks. That's where he moves. And so that's part of the value of, of worship. And when we come to that place, there is a sound that is released in the house of God that flows up into the atmosphere because this is a spiritual thing. That, it, that flows up into the atmosphere and makes a statement in the realm of the spirit over the place where your ministry is, because your ministry is placed where it is on purpose by God and is intended by God to, um, you know, to fulfill a, a, a specific assignment in that region. It might be to bring down poverty in that region. You know, it might be, to, you know, to bring down um, sex uh, uh, trafficking. Yeah. Um, you know, child trafficking um, in or drug trafficking. You know, it could be, uh, that could be the purpose of the sound of the house. Mm -hmm. um, and when we come to one place and begin to release that sound in the atmosphere, it's unstoppable and the glory of God is able to be released. It is. I'll never yeah. forget one time I was on, um, I was singing with the praise team at my church and um, one of the singers, she was singing Holy Spirit. And when I tell you the atmosphere was so, dynamic like I mm -hmm. look in the audience and you hearing grown men crying out to God like screaming Jesus. when I when I tell you that my praise team had to help me get off the stage and when my pastor came on he he looked back at us he looked down at us and he didn't even preach and that's the importance of the praise and worship experience guys because something happens and yeah. the atmosphere was just so pastor couldn't even come behind it. You, you know what I'm saying? You got to know when to say when right. it was just a flow and in the whole house kept singing. We just going into praise and worship. You had people laying out on the floor crying out. And that was an experience I would never forget like I was locked in my knees and I could not move and that even thinking about it right now is bringing tears in my eyes yeah. that, that was a moment that was yeah. amazing amazing you know because you know because what we sometimes fail to understand or sometimes miss 
mm-hmm. um, when we skip moments like that, mm-hmm. um, is that in moments like that, God is doing several things with one sweep of his hand. One yes. person on, in one part of the room is getting healed in their physical body. One person is getting healed from trauma, childhood trauma. Somebody else's marriage is being restored. You know, somebody else is getting getting the faith that they need to stand until God comes through um, with the financial breakthrough that's coming. It's just several things that God is doing with one move of his spirit, one sweep of his hand. And he's just waiting. You know, um, I spend a lot of time talking about Second Chronicles chapter five with worshipers that place where um, they were dedicating Solomon's temple. And the word of the Lord says that when the priests and the ministers, you know, came in there, um, uh, musicians came in, you know, in one place with, you know, making one sound. Um, they, the Bible says that the glory of the Lord so filled the house that the priest could not stand to minister. And that's the kind of time that you just described, that the glory of the Lord so filled the house that your pastor was not able to go further. But he but nor was he was it necessary for him to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was it wasn't even necessary because God was doing everything that a, a conventional word would have done and more. Yeah. Um, you know, so and that's not to negate the, the power of the release of his word. Um, but those are the kinds of moments. And that, gosh, I would ask the Lord years ago. I asked him in the late 90s. I asked him, so what was it about? What was so attractive about that moment mm-hmm. that you would let your glory fill that place? Because I see you don't just let your glory just follow. You know, it didn't, didn't sh- it didn't just show up everywhere. So what was so special about this moment that your glory filled the house to the extent that the priest couldn't stand to minister? Because I'm, you know, because I want to see that. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you know, I, I want to see that. So what do we have to do? Where do we have to be? Mm-hmm. What is the posture of our hearts? What should yeah. that be? in order for you to fill the place like that. And he said it was the sound of unity. And Absolutely. so, yeah. And so just the, the revelation that unity makes a sound, you know, is, is, um, has been um, dynamic for me, has been, um, you know, revolutionary for me and my thinking and my approach to ministry. Absolutely. And um, it's time for us to wrap. But before we wrap, guys, if you just tune in, um, the Believe Me Project, we have Miss. Well, excuse me, Pastor Wendy in the here. <laughs> but before we go, we have like um, two more minutes into the um, broadcast. Can you let everybody know about your church? You, um, you're a pastor. You and your husband are, are pastors at the House and Kingdom of God. Let us know about your church really quick, and also your your two kids. Okay, so the ministry is um, we founded um, Body of Christ Worship Center in Columbus, Georgia, in okay. um, 2004. Okay. And so um, we're getting ready um, in a couple of weeks. We'll celebrate. We'll mark um, t- uh, 16 years. And so um, we serve there. Um, I um, uh, partner with him in the oversight and, and ministry of the word, um, instruction in the word there with some wonderful people. Um, I oversee the music and arts ministry and the women's ministry. Um, I began hosting a women's retreat and 2008, and um, it's been a tremendous, it's been tremendously impactful for many women around the country um, for, for many years. Um, our kids are a part um, of the ministry. Our, our son is, is um, that plays an integral role in the music ministry. 
um, um, plays drums most of the time, but drums and keys. And our daughter's uh, um, in the music ministry singing in, in praise and worship. She, uh, several years, was over dance ministry and flag and all those kinds of things. Um, but that's who we are. And, you know, our, our mission is to just equip and um, um, equip people and mobilize them um, to be mature believers and demonstrate their kingdom purpose in the earth, you know. Amen. And I do apologize, guys. Um, she early childhood, she was at the house in kingdom of God. So thank you so much, um, Pastor Wendy, for coming on to share everything. Do me a favor, everyone. If you are not following um, Pastor Wendy on IG and Twitter, you can follow her at um, Wendy H. Wyatt or on Facebook at Wendy Henderson Wyatt. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Belika B Project, and I am so grateful for you guys' continuing support. Thank you. God bless, and you have a blessed rest of your evening. Thank you, Belika.